welcome to the Thundercast. I am your host, Christian Esparza. Joining me today, Parker Haney. We also have a special guest, Dre Marine, in the studio today. Guard for the Thunderbirds. Dre, how are you feeling? Pretty good. Thank you for having me on. Man, we are so excited we are able to get you on. Uh, took a, a few weeks of trying to match up <laughs> schedules, but huge week for the men's basketball team. You guys play Weber State tonight. That's going to be so exciting. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're we're happy to have you on to do this little interview. So the first thing I want to ask you, Dre, um, you're, you were a senior last year, right, as far as school. Mm-hmm. And then the NCAA granted athletes an extra year of eligibility due to COVID. So you're using that this year, right? Yeah, yeah I'm in my uh, master's program, sports conditioning and performance. So I'll – be halfway done with that after this semester, but that's uh, how I was able to come back, yeah, with that COVID year. So do they have, like, obviously, if you redshirt, um, you're called, like, a redshirt senior or whatever. Yes. Are they still using that term? I'm, I'm considered a redshirt senior. A redshirt senior. Yeah. I've always wondered that. So if you could, do you want to go into a little bit of what made you want to come back after last year? Um, you easily could have graduated, you know. But you, you decided to use that extra year of eligibility. You're back here now, and you're obviously helping us win games. So what led to that decision? Um, I think it's a few things. A, being the community that believed in me from the get-go, that was always weighing on my mind and decision-making time. Because I could have looked at transferring as well. Like I think I could have had some good opportunities there to you know possibly go to a bigger school. But I just felt like you know this was a school that, I, that loved me from the beginning, that I felt comfortable with, so I want to stay here and then – Coming up short uh, from the conference tournament last year, talking to J.K., another redshirt senior who came back with me, uh, you know, that was our mission. You know, let's come back and let's finish this job the right way and let's uh, put all eggs in, in this basket and let's see where it goes. Yeah, I, I love it. You know, the community has always loved you. Your freshman season came in, started 28 games. Uh, sophomore season played in all 34 games. Junior season uh played in all 31 games and then senior season obviously cut a little bit short COVID issues and cancellations and whatnot but played in all 24 games as well when you were coming out of high school Apollo high school right yes sir did you I mean was this the image that you had where you were just going to play in all these games log all these minutes for SU like was this kind of the path that you saw because you just I mean you know it's it's pretty incredible that you've been here all four years working on your fifth year now and and have done some pretty incredible things. Was that kind of what the vision was? Uh, the vision's always been big. You know, that's part of the reason why I came here. Coach Simon sold me on a big vision. Because, uh, I mean, we all know that a few years ago this school wasn't very good at basketball. Yeah. So yeah. I was coming in here to a program that was at the bottom tier. We needed a lot of st- rebuilding to do, and there was going to be a lot of steps. But I felt like, I was like, man, I go here, I get to be a part of something special. I just believed that we were going to turn it around. And, I mean, you know, like, every year it's been improving. Oh, yeah. Now, now we're one of the best teams in the big sky, and it's kind of gone exactly how I probably would have imagined it, actually. Yeah. 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 I mean, you, you were a, you're a main building block of, of all of his success. It's, it's really an incredible story. Thank you. So I'm happy that you bring up uh, one of the best teams in the big sky. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, you guys play Weber State tonight. By the time this episode's out, it's going to come out tomorrow, so the game will already be over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, as of Monday afternoon – you guys are sitting at second in the Big Sky Conference. Weber is number one. If you win, you guys will be number one in the Big Sky. If you lose, you could slide to third. 
uh, our standings and stuff, conference standings. Do you guys care about that throughout the year, or is that something that you more worry about uh, towards the, the, the end of the season when the Big Sky Tournament's coming up? Uh, we're trying to win a Big Sky Championship, so every conference game is all in. Like It's very important, especially with uh, the top teams in this league. There's not going to be much separation. So yeah. a game like this, this is a heavyweight fight tonight. and this oh, is I love be, it. You know, one of the deciding factors because come the last game of the season, we're at Weber, and that could very well be yeah. for the regular season. That, that holds a lot of weight. You know, you want to be that number one seed. You want to obviously secure a first-round bye and all that. So we play we play every game to win, and every game uh, in the conference definitely matters. Great. Uh, what you mentioned it a little bit about Todd and him recruiting you and selling you on the big picture. What are what are some of your favorite stories about Todd or, or different things that he does in practice or does during a game that that you really love? For example, like during the Idaho State game, your guys' last game, uh, you had a ball at the top. I think there was like five seconds left. Um, on the shot clock and you swung it again to Harry, which is fine. And I love that you're a playmaker. And then you turned, or I think Harry dribbled off his foot or something, went yeah. out of bounds. And you look back at Todd and Todd's just going, hey, just shoot that thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's mm -hmm. one of my favorite things about Todd is that, you know, even when Tevian takes some of his pull-up threes, it's not like, Tev, don't shoot that. It's more like, hey, we can get a better look, you exactly. know? Like what What are some, like a story like that, that that's something that you really love about Todd because he's just such a stud. Well, I mean, it's a lot of things, uh, situations like that, the freedom he allows you as a player, um, the way he challenges us. Mm -hmm. He knows, uh, he has a saying, it's kind of, you know, you're going to give someone some hot sauce, you got to uh, follow it up with a little bit of sugar. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> if he comes at you, he's going to come at you, but he's always going to do his best to come back and let you know, like, hey, like, show you some love and what you're doing good yeah. and remind you why he's on you. So that's probably one of my favorite aspects about Coach Simon. Um He's an X and O's genius. He really is. Like, when he gets down to the nitty-gritty, he can drop some stuff, like, on the spot. And you're mm -hmm. like, and you go out there and it works. Yeah. And, you know, so a combination of me, him, and all these people who have made this together has just been really special. And uh, I think he's just – he's done a great job of getting all the right right people in here. Yeah, totally. So, looking at your guys' squad, I mean, you've been here. This is your fifth season. John has been here a long time. Harry, Mason. You know, you got a lot of dudes who have been here multiple seasons. Talk about the edge that that kind of gives you as far as compared to other teams in the Big Sky Conference, especially as far as pursuing this, uh, the Big Sky Championship. Um, I think it just fuels our, our hunger because we have guys who came back who didn't necessarily have to come back. We, we could have graduated and moved on, and we just know, like, man, we got a lot of firepower. We got more than, I feel like, anybody. Oh, easily. And... Let's just go get this. It's just every time I'm out there, you just feel so like I'm with this dude who's been here forever. I'm with this dude who's been yeah. forever. Like we just know like what's kind of what's how each game is going to look like. It doesn't guarantee a win. You know, you got to still do everything you have to do, but you just feel so much more confident knowing that the guy next to you, the guy behind you is on the same page and level of thinking that you're on. So it's, it's a, it's a huge advantage for us. Yeah. That, that was one of the things I pointed out to, to, I think I was sitting by Hayden last game during the Idaho state game. I was just like, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think we had four or five guys finishing double digits. And yeah. it's just like everybody just gives them buckets. Like it's not like one guy just going out here and, and you know, taking all the shots or averaging 20 a game. Like yeah, it's absolutely. just everybody's doing it. And dude. we absolutely have guys on this team that could average. Yeah, ex exactly. And exactly. It's, it's beautiful because I love playing whenever we're all moving that ball because sometimes I might end up having 
eight points. And yeah. I'm cool with it because, like, just it's so fun playing. Like, I had so much fun playing this last. I felt like that was the best we moved the ball on offense in a little while. Mm-hmm. And just when you're doing that and you're seeing all your teammates lit up, like, that just, man, let's just get this win. Like, it's yeah. just so fun, you know. Yeah, especially, like, in that second half, you guys really pulled away and put on a show. That was, that was like, real team basketball. It was so much fun to watch. Um, one of my favorite games so far this season, though, was your guys' rematch against Dixie State. Um, you guys played them early on in the year. You lost 83-76. to 76. That was at Dixie. Then uh, a few weeks later, they came here, and you guys just absolutely stomped them. Uh, 87 to 59. It could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been worse. <laughs> so <laughs> what was the team's mentality after that loss? I know it's a, a rivalry with Dixie there down the road. Tough, real heartbreaking loss. Yeah. What was the mentality after that loss and then kind of before the rematch? Well, I mean, I always like to be honest. We're the better team. Yeah. And obviously showed that second game, like how much better. So that first game you got to take. It was it was hard because that's a game we shouldn't have lost that much better than them, but that was their Super Bowl. Like that was coach tweeting about it before biggest game in school history. We knew how they were going to come out, and they came out. They had a dude uh, who's a solid player have his career night, like several other guys who hit shots they don't normally hit. That happens sometimes, you know. When you're especially we got a target on our backs this year, we know that teams are always going to. I think the, what the last two games we talked about it last post uh, post conference um. All these teams hitting threes against us that don't even normally shoot it well. It's just, I think it's just how it goes. Teams always uh, are going to be ready to play us, so we got to be ready from the first time we ever get the opportunity to just hey, put them away early. And that's kind of what happened the second time we went. Mm. So like, okay, we got to make up a lot of ground and let the entire state know that we're going to double up from what it should have been last time, <laughs> and you know set the set the bar like you know this is us and this is where they're at. So that's especially important too, because like. Obviously, conference matchups, you play each team twice, mm-hmm. but not every other team you play twice. So yeah. you can't always rely on having that second game yeah, to exactly. kind of rebound. Oh, I'd have been so pissed if we only played them once. Oh, lost. yeah, it would have sapped. That would have been terrible. You mentioned it just barely when you were talking about swinging the ball, and that's one of the funnest games you played. Have you always been this this type of leader and this type of playmaker? It just you, We just – we just don't see it anymore, right? We just don't see the Chris Paul type of point guards where it's I'm a pass first, I'm going to facilitate when when my teammates are balling, that's when I'm the happiest, right? Like we see more of the Damian Lillard type, which is fine, right? Like you know, Dame can still share the ball, but he he's going to take that shot if he needs to. You're you're just the ultimate leader and ultimate point guard and you make everybody else play better. It, has it always been like that for you, or was there a, a moment where you were like, I love, you know, making everybody else better, and this is what I want to do? Um, I think it's kind of been – it's always been like that. I mean, being playing for my dad in high school, he was my coach from a young age. So coach's mindset in a, in a, has always been in my head since a very young age, and that's a, more of an unselfish. You're not thinking about me as much. You're always yeah. thinking about the team. And so I think I definitely developed that uh, – playing for my dad. But I was always a scorer, too, in high school. And when I got here, um, I was asked, you know, to be a, more of a playmaker and transition more into that role. And I think I've evolved a lot to – I think I find a good balance of, you know, when we need a score, I feel like I can I can be that guy. But yeah. Holding the glue together, all in all, I think I, I love being the playmaker. And uh, that's where, like you s- I said earlier, I find a lot of happiness. And yeah. And seeing others thrive. And that's something that we've – talked about throughout this show um you know when we don't have a guest on we kind of just talk about how the the sports teams are going um it was your 
your absence was obvious in the loss to Northern Colorado. Um, you're just the type of player, and like Parker mentioned, you kind of just on the floor, you make everybody better. So talk about like what you need to do um, in order to, you know, put up points without necessarily scoring the the bucket yourself. Well, uh, I feel like when you're watching those games and when we are moving it well and I'm doing a good job of getting dudes the ball early, it always seems to find its way back to me for really easy shots, and then I just have to make them. And see a couple go in early. It could be a big scoring night. Sometimes it's you, you know, you takes a little while to get going, but I always just find you know, I find buckets just through, through the team and moving the ball. You know, I, when I if I need to break someone down late clock, you know, I I have the capability to do that and score buckets as well. But the goal is winning. That's that's all my mind is always focused on. Well, you do. I mean, you you can break guys down and get buckets at a very efficient rate. Like, does it ever cross your mind that you're just like, you know, like maybe the best thing for us right now is for me to take over this ball game. Oh, absolutely. I get that sense. I I get that sense uh, quite a few times, you know, throughout the season. Like, okay, like, it's, it's go time. Like, I just got to score right now. Right. Make, a sh- make big shots. And whenever you get that feeling as a player and you work hard and your confidence level is where it's at, you know you're just going to make those shots. So it's real easy. And when that time comes, you know, you're always ready. Yeah. Real quick, I, I, I love that you mentioned that, like, you know, you've always kind of had that coaching mindset from a very young age when you're playing the game. So I talked to Todd about it actually a little bit before the season started. JK and Tev are obviously two very special players and two very special players who, who need the ball in their hand, right? They're they're really good at what they do offensively. How do you, as the floor general and as the point guard, get both of them their shots but also put the team first and, and you know, still focus on winning? Uh, just trusting our game plan and our execution, what we do in practice every day. Those guys can score and are very gifted with the ball, and my job is to make sure that they're in positions where they have the ball and can score. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> it's getting the ball side to side a few times, pushing it in transition, and usually I feel like good things usually happen whenever we're doing that. Yeah. So looking at where you guys are in the season, you guys are five and one in conference. Um, I don't remember your overall record but the conference matter the conference record is what matters the most um still a lot of basketball left to be played do you guys feel like you as a team are where you should be at this point if that makes sense um we're a good team but we're uh nowhere near where we need to be and and can be and will be i believe Mm -hmm. because that's the beauty about basketball it's an imperfect game played by imperfect people so you can play a great game and go back and still find so many things you can do better and that's why I love it because it's an ever-evolving process. So if we were playing our best basketball right now, I'd actually be a little bit more worried. Yeah, and you we never want to peak in the yeah, middle yeah, of the season. Never. And I feel like we always do a great job of, you know, we get some momentum rolling early, find ourselves midway through the season, maybe have a little hiccup, a little wake-up call. Um, and then by the time the season gets to the late conference in March, we're always at our best. That's awesome. So kind of a follow-up, what are some of those things as a team that um, – you know, you're trying to work on at this point in the season and get better at? Um, I think it just stay, stays back. It goes back to little details, you know, because we're all talented. Um, You know, if we're struggling shooting the ball, that's kind of something that you just got to keep shooting, right? Yeah. So when we look at these games and watch film, it would probably, it's a lot of scout-specific stuff. We focus on team, like game-by-game game stuff, like we could do better. Um, You always just see maybe make this extra pass. Let's, oh, there's this read right here. It's just a lot of little things like that that go into it to keep getting better.
yeah, I don't I don't mean to put you on the spot and I guess it's gonna come out after the game's been played anyway, but what what have the film sessions been like for this Weber State game? What what are you guys looking at? What are you guys scouting? Obviously McEwen and you know, all these other guys, but but what have they been like? What's the game plan coming into tonight? Well it's actually interesting because it's almost like looking in the mirror. Yeah, they're a very similar team to us. Yeah, you know they got dudes on the perimeter who are pushing it and scoring it and playing really well, and uh, it's just it's very similar matchup and it's just high stakes with the rivalry. So everyone's, uh, it's funny because the coaches are gonna come in intense, like ready. And yeah. I think they met our intensity this week. Like, hey, we're ready too. Like, and they're like kind of taken aback, and they didn't have to do a lot of the legwork. We were on it. We were ready, and we're like, you know, we already we know how to play Weber State. We played them before. Uh, they definitely um they want to come in here and they want to beat us. We want to beat them really bad. Like it's just it's gonna be a war and it's literally gonna be whoever I feel like it could be one of those games whoever has the ball last. You know, yeah, I have the best chance. Well, Bills Chiefs action Bills going Chief on. Action, <laughs> so one of my favorite parts about this uh, the team this year, you guys have a lot of flexibility as far as your rotation goes. Um, a lot of times the starting five isn't the final five. You know. Um, talk about what that means as far as if somebody's doing good, they're going to stay on the floor. If somebody's not doing good, there's somebody who can be, you yeah. know, replacing them. Yeah, absolutely. I think it gives us a lot of flexibility. I can think back a couple, I think it was a couple games ago. Uh, actually, it was this last game, uh, Idaho State, and we had a group. I played, I think I played 35 minutes, but yeah. there was a spurt where I was out and a group kind of went on a run, and I was supposed to go in earlier, and I was like, hey, let them rock. Yeah. Another minute coach, like, they got a good thing going. He's like, okay, okay. And the next meet, I went back in. But that's the beauty of our team is, and dudes recognize that too. There's been times where JK is like, hey, no, like, I don't have to go back in. This group is this group's rolling. Yeah. And it could be with there's a variety of different lineups that could be with just because of how much depth we have. Yeah, and especially, like I mentioned earlier, it's a long season. You don't want, you know, you, John, mm-hmm. Tev, Mazin, you guys are all getting 30 minutes night in, night out. Yeah. You don't want to be running yourselves into the ground, so that's always a great thing to have. Definitely. Yeah, that was one of my favorite things talking to Todd preseason, doing the doing the season preview that I did. Was he was just like, I, mean, I don't know if I've ever had a roster that was as deep as this one. You know, he's got a legit nine guys that could play serious minutes in this conference on any other team, but because mm-hmm. we're just so deep that he just was like, you know, I'm just gonna have to figure it out. My one question, and and I obviously don't know if you have any any insight into this, but you know, come come conference tournament play, or or you know we, you know have a have to have a must win game. It's it's the same thing in the NBA and and at the higher college level is like that uh, substitutions. They just get a lot tighter, right? You're you're only playing like seven, maybe eight guys now. Do you have any insight to what you know what's going to happen with that? Because right now we have nine, ten people that can give us good minutes. I think. Uh Honestly, you'll you'll see more of just like similar to last year. You know, the guys who've been been here, who has a lot of trust with, yeah, uh, three year, four year guys will obviously be out there a lot. But then he also he always gives dudes opportunities to come in and make make plays, and just the guys who take the best advantage of those situations will be out there as well. Right, almost test their energy. Right, yeah, like exactly. he'll he'll put them in and be like, hey, exactly. what are, what are you gonna give me in these two minutes? And where's your attention on the scout and all the details right. that we just put in? And then those guys will find minutes and guys who uh, are a little bit behind the curve on sure. that. You know, the leash gets a little shorter yeah. later in the year. So yeah, totally. 
So we've already gone over Weber State today. Um, other games on the schedule in the future, what other teams are you kind of really excited or looking forward to kind of going out there and playing? Uh, definitely the Montanas, both of them. They're always big. We uh, owe Montana State from last year in the tournament. Uh, yeah, easily. And they're, they're a great team. And I, I actually like watching them play. I like their coach. They're well-coached. Uh, so that's going to be a battle. Um, I've missed Northern Colorado. That's our only non-conference, uh, I mean, only conference loss so far. So want to get them back on their home floor would be nice. But I always feel like, you know, next game up is always the most important. So Yeah, I love that. And next game up after Weber State is NAU. And I was going to say that is one that I'm excited for. Just as far as, I mean, talent level, they're okay. I mean, they're not bad. They're not great. But I just love the, the what do they call it, the Grand Canyon rivalry now or something? They got yeah. some yeah. some oh, rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a lot of fun at that game last year. I don't know about you, but I, I love watching that matchup. Yeah, yeah it's, it's always a good matchup. They're, uh, they always bring it bring it against us, so it'll be fun. Yeah, that jumping back to having a target on your back, it, it feels like, especially when – you know, Northern Colorado came in and we were riding that 20-game home win streak, right? Like, you're just seeing everybody's best every night, right? Like, I, I feel like it's it's almost a disadvantage to be the preseason favorite. I talked to Todd again about that in the, in the preseason. He was like, yeah, but we'll never lose that chip-on-our-shoulder mentality, right? Because yeah. we're still small-town Cedar City, you know? Exactly. Like, we're, we're always going to come in and, and be fired up for for these games regardless of, you know, what ranking we have or anything like that. All right, Dre, is there anything else you want to add today? Obviously, uh, obviously, this episode will be coming out tomorrow, but I hope everyone shows up tonight. You know, we need the whole community. Gosh, it's going to be so it's fun. Gonna be, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. So I hope it's going to be packed. On. It's always fun. Hey, we really appreciate you uh, taking time to come out here, especially on game day, man. I oh, mean, yeah. You guys tip off is in three hours. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> Uh, I don't know what you're going to do to go get dialed in, but, man, I'm, I mean, I, I'm expecting a big game from <laughs> yes, you tonight, Dre. Yes, sir. Cool. Appreciate Thanks it. for coming on.